0: Oh, uh, see, you know it's Friday when we're playing Macho Man, and you know it's time for us to talk to Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn.
1: Good morning, Simmy, and let's get macho here.
0: <laughs> let's do that, because we're going to talk about data. Nothing more macho than data, I would say. Yeah. Uh, this Vancouver Sun article this morning is fascinating, and we're going to be talking to the reporter a little bit later. So it turns out the BC Centre for Disease Control does have a lot of info that they're not giving out.
1: Yeah, the, the fact of its existence is the first piece of news here, because as, as you will know, having followed the uh, daily Dr. Bonnie Henry, Adrian Dix briefings on the pandemic and the regular John Horgan briefings, the government has been asked many, many times for detailed more detailed information on how the pandemic is spreading in neighborhoods, how uh, testing is going, and we've been put off with all kinds of excuses, which together added up to the insinuation that the government doesn't have this kind of data. We don't do that, you know. And so here are these two reports leaked to the Vancouver Sun. And my colleague, Nathan Griffiths, has the stories. Um, yes, they do exist. Yes, Uh, what we get is a meager summary of reports that run to dozens of pages of detail. Um, People can have a look at it themselves and see what's there, but I will just flag one thing in these reports, which is a major clue to what has been going on in Fraser Health and Surrey over the last little while. These reports show a very high infection and transmission rate in surrey the details are there and they also show a low vaccination rate and the government has some explaining to do on that you know there we now know why the premier is out reaching out to that community trying to deal with the problem but you know they've had this data for a while and how long have they known this yeah and and does what they know go back to <clears throat> the second wave of the pandemic, which erupted during uh, John Horgan's snap election campaign? Was this kind of information rattling around out there and not dealt with? Had the government been on the job instead of busy getting itself reelected? Um, you know, could they have acted yeah. sooner? I, I say this because I think what this re- evidence really shows us, Simi, is we can't trust what John Horgan and his government have been telling us about openness and transparency on the pandemic, because this information has existed for a long time, it's assembled, and it's not being shared with the public because it doesn't suit the government's political message and because they, frankly, don't trust us to have it.
0: I don't understand what the problem here is, because if you're telling people, listen, this neighbourhood has a high rate of infection, not enough people are getting vaccinated, is that not incentive, then, to get people in that neighbourhood Vaccinated, Like, it explains some of the things that they've been doing, but I don't understand what the harm is in telling people.
1: Uh, it's about control, Simi, and it's about <laughs> government controlling the message. I mean, often what government withholds is just about control. And then the other thing you come to is, what is the message that the Premier's office has decided to convey to the world? And it as it happens... <laughs> We have a couple, three actually, examples of that control freak mentality this week. Um, I give you what happened in court with the First Nation, the West Moberly First Nations, that are fighting Site C. So they went to court and said, we'd like to see the real Peter Milburn report. So Peter Milburn is the... Uh, former deputy minister of finance who was brought in by the new democrats to review site c and you will recall in february when the government decided it would continue building site c at a much higher cost and claimed everything was safe and claimed the costs were now under control they released something called the milburn report well it turns out that isn't the real milburn report the real Milburn report includes several thousand pages of appendices, emails, documents, and a whole lot of other information dealing with the real safety questions at Site C and the real cost of Site C. And the First Nation, West Moberly, a chief Roland Wilson, scored a major victory in court because the judge has ordered the government to hand over the real Peter Milburn report to the First Nation. Now, It's still questionable to what degree all of this will be shared with the public, but may come out in court. case goes next year. But the the first thing that people need to know here is they never gave us the real Milburn report. The real Milburn report is still out there, and it may tell us all kinds of things about the trustworthiness of John Horgan's claim, that the project is now under control in terms of safety and hmm. cost.
0: The, you had another example this week that you've been writing about too, and this has to do with N B C.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just become routine. The, the New Democrats say this all the time: transparency, openness. You know, because we don't want them to think they're like those nasty old B C liberals who weren't open and transparent, and it's a matter of record on a whole bunch of things. So, they've announced the government's announced a half a billion dollar investment funds, strategic investments will be placed in risky venture capital uh, ventures here in British Columbia, and they brought in the enabling legislation for this in the House, it's before the legislature, there'll be a crown corporation to oversee this, and the minister, Ravi Kalon, gets up and says, this thing is founded, folks, on principles of transparency and accountability. Well, as it happens, to me, it's possible to test that claim. They say that this risky half-a-billion-dollar adventure is backed up by a business plan. So I asked for a copy of the business plan. Right. (laughs) Oh, Palmer, you're so silly. Where do you get these notions? Of course, you can't have that. The ministry, Kalon's ministry, told me I can't have the report because it's confidential for cabinet's eyes only. So we have to trust the government that this thing will be transparent and open and accountable, but we can't have the business plan because it's confidential.
0: But if this actually were a public entity with, with a, you know, a corporate board and all of that, they would have to file all that information.
1: They would and you know, this is, as I say, is this is a, a, a major undertaking. This is, first of all, it's not a small amount of money. They're planning to invest half a billion dollars over the next three years in what their own reports admit, their own docu- documentation admit, is risky venture capital where the returns may not be evident to the public for a long time and... Anybody who's sat down with their financial advisor is familiar with the warning that venture capital is risky. You can lose all your money in it, right? So I'd really like to know what that business plan says, because they say the business plan backs all this up, right? And it's going to be independent, and it's going to be, you know, public money is going to be protected and everything. Well, they won't show us a report. They won't give us the real Peter Milburn report, and they haven't given us the real BC Centre for Disease Control reports on how the pandemic is being managed. So mm-hmm. next time John Horgan says publicly we're an open and transparent government, you got to look at the examples and realize that on that score, I don't think he can be trusted.
0: All right, Vaughn, thank you for that. Bye-bye. Cindy. Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. As for that information from the BC Centers for Disease Control leaked reports,